Hello and welcome to another fun-filled nonsense retrospective. Well, also a review of retrospectives and a retrospective of reviews. I'm your host as always, Rick. Joining me equally as always is Devon. Hello. Although I would have worded it as the uh, nonsense review reward show, but uh, <laughs> we want to keep it as a retro because we're weird. It's a retrospective of reviews, uh, a review of retrospectives, a award show. There's a couple of stinkers, and it's basically a big old extension of our usual final three to a degree, but extended into a big old show of this year on Nonsense Review. Uh, we are going to do a couple of honourable mentions going talking about the first year, which wasn't a full-on year, but uh, we're mostly keeping it to this year only. But before we get too far into that, we normally start with an, with an asinine hypothetical, but we're not really going to do that today because we're going to be talking about hypotheticals we've already done. What I will mention is that this is going to be the last Nonsense Retrospective of the year. We will see you again next year with the first of the new. Yeah, we haven't decided what it is yet, so you, <laughs> you're like, oh, I better shut up because I don't know what the fuck we're doing don't make promises we can't keep uh i know what i want it to be and i know what you want it to be <laughs> <laughs> and i'm pretty sure we've got enough time to make it happen but um but yeah uh i think we're going to get straight into it so with all that said number one what was the favorite hypothetical you gave me uh my favorite hypothetical i gave you was uh it was a very it was a very simple one slightly generic but i think we had a bit of fun with it uh, you have to create a fantasy adventuring party to accompany you on a quest uh i used it as an example to slay a dragon because you got all whimsical with it like a twat uh, yep <laughs> and the uh, the party had to consist of a warrior a wizard and a rogue yeah i think i had uh, a gandalf yeah you uh... und and ard for a solid minute and a half over whether you wanted gandalf Gandalf the right or Gandalf the grey. <laughs> yeah, we end- I think we ended up with Gandalf the grey because even though he might be less powerful, he's a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what else? A like Darth Vader. <laughs> no, I very specifically said you can't have Darth Vader. It has to be fantasy because uh, Darth Vader is cheating in uh, every instance. Yeah, I forgot what else I picked for that. Um, but yeah, yeah, that like I generally liked the <clears throat> assemble a party questions because like, you know, you could ask me the same question a week later and I'll probably give you a different answer because it's mostly based on mood at the time. Uh, but they normally tend to be pretty fun. Like maybe every week it might grate a bit, but it was generally a very good question to have. <laughs> uh, case in point, it, it you, sorry, what I should say is you really hit the nail on the head because it really is the most fun type of question. Yeah, yeah. Because it lets you just call on your knowledge of other media, uh, just remember fond characters fondly. Yeah. And yeah. just, it gives, you, 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 you just write a very short fan fiction in your head and go oh yeah that'd go well <laughs> it's also it's also that the general type of question that we're on about can be as specific or broad as you like like um, most recently the most recent example would be the Fire Emblem Fates retro where the question was pick a lord pick a warrior pick a mage boom yeah but specifically from Fire Emblem so you yeah. know, it narrows it down while also you could broaden it up if you wanted yeah you can you could, well you can even make it as uh, as daft broad as the mobile game which is based which is barely canon at all it's like not really canon at all but it's got enough characters now to be its own game um, uh, well yeah I suppose the OC roster is pretty big now isn't it yeah it is like there's a mini roster for every year okay um, I think you'd really like the Jotunheimer princesses <laughs> yeah maybe but the game's crap <laughs> it kind of is like, if, the like, ga- if the game wasn't crap I'd still be playing it oh totally the watered down fire emblem was fun for a short amount of time and then not <laughs> uh, well they, uh, let, 
the, the problem with a gacha game that instantly has PvP, like, uh, you get really interesting, not interesting, but rewarding rewards, shall I say, from participating in PvP, but by the time I got invested in PvP, everybody had already built their Death Stars. Yes. Yeah, uh, it got worse. Um, Fallen Edelgard is a is still a difficult thing to deal with to this day, and she's like three years old at this point. And with that tangent out of the way, Rick, what about you? What was your favourite hypothetical that you gave me? Um, based entirely on the fact of how joyous you were to receive it, it was the one where you were the t- dictator of a or cult leader <laughs> of a small island nation. <laughs> I guess I was a bit happy to get that question, because I think my immediate res- response was, Rick, I thought about this. Because <laughs> you, were, you, were, you were worried, if I recall, of giving it to me, because you thought I wouldn't have had enough prep time, but it's all in the back of my head from the countless sleepless nights I've had going, how would I fix these issues? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the small island nation was the big one. Uh, the cult leader, you, you ended up p- picking a sex cult, didn't you? Where uh, Over 21s only. Well, I, I, my, my logic was uh, literally that if you're going to be in charge of a cult, like you're already evil, so you might as well have fun, as long as everyone knows what they're signing up for. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it's not a murder cult, you're all fine and good. I mean, murder cults <laughs> can be fun in their own ways. Uh, all you have to do is be one of those murder cults that specifically targets a certain type of people, like only Nazis or only paedophiles. I think those murder cults are fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as you can correctly identify your target. That's the key piece of information, because a lot of people are all really, really... Like, everyone's always for harsh punishment on certain types of people and I tend to agree however the amount of injustices that have occurred throughout history from people manipulating information or even just people fucking up and not looking at the information correctly you know makes me really hesitant for harsh punishments just in case you make a mistake because if you make one uh, one mistake when it comes to someone uh, potentially an innocent person's life that's one too many yeah it's one of those the the big argument against death penalty is that even a guilty verdict has the slight possibility of being overturned by new evidence. That's the problem, man. That's the problem. Like, you've got to be 100% sure. And there's some crimes where it's like, that's 100% definitely that person. Like Ted Bundy and Jeffrey Dahmer. There's no ifs, ands, or buts that those people did terrible things to a lot of people. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, like, uh, it's it's such a slippery slope, as it were. America's also fucked up with how they handle the death penalty, but that's a conversation for a different podcast, which is going to be less cheerful than hopefully the rest of this one. Did you know that the only legal method of... Um... Um, killing a prisoner is a lethal injection that no drug company wants to be known for making. What do you mean? So the they they came to the idea of the the, the death by lethal injection rather than the uh, the electric chair quite a while ago, uh, like in the seventies. And no no drug company has put in research and development into developing a better, safer, and more accurate lethal injection. So you can survive a lethal injection and be in an incredible pain the entire time. Okay. Remember when I just gave us a perfect segue to get away off this grim topic? Yeah. Sorry. My bad. I was just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very, just very fascinating. Thank you. If we want to be humane, the actual most humane place, uh, as far as executing prisoners goes, is technically China because it's a bullet in the head. Yeah. 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 But it's also yeah. fucked up because, if I recall correctly, they charge the family of the deceased for the bullet. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, how much can one bullet be? But you know, it's China. Also, by the yeah, by the same token, well, like one light bulb in the military is like. 
58 quid <laughs> because well, of the amount of red tape that you need to go through to requisition one. It's one but of yeah. those as well. You can't have that method in a... I don't want to say civilised because that sounds a bit awful, but at the same time, civilised country uh, because who the fuck wants to be the person who has to do that? Yeah, yeah. a free country. Free country is a better way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so the next question in the same vein, the favourite hypothetical you received. Uh, well, similarly to the one that I gave, it's the pretty much exact same question, except you asked me to create a space crew. We settled yeah. on three members because one, Darth Vader's OP, and uh, two, uh, it was like, well, if I have to outfit an entire ship, that's like 20 plus people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you remember who I picked outside of Darth Vader, Rick. Uh, I don't. I, um, ha- I had Jack from Mass Effect, and I had Q yes. from Star Trek. Okay, okay. Yeah, Q can basically control anything. <laughs> he just needs to be in the right mood. <laughs> yeah, I know I said Darth Vader's OP, but then also here's Q. <laughs> Yep, yep. Uh, man, if you're could... going to keep Darth Vader in line, having a comedy character is a way to do it. Like, I know you said you don't like gag characters in comics. No, I don't like. Okay, I don't like it when a gag character appears in a serious thing because the gag character is always going to be OP bullshit. Mm-hmm. But that's it's fine if they're limited to their own comic book because their comic books don't matter outside of their comic books. Yeah, like a gag series, a gag character in a gag series is exactly where they need to be. A gag character in a serious series sometimes derails things. <laughs> I mean, case in point, whenever Deadpool gets dragged into a series that's not his own, it's usually Spider-Man, and Spider-Man's pretty good goofy anyway. Yeah. But when Deadpool's roped into a serious overarching storyline, he's nerfed as fuck Mm, because mm. he can't be his usual level of bullshit because then he can solve literally any problem. (laughs) Yeah, because he can just regenerate from nothing. (laughs) Well, not nothing, but yeah. Not not nothing, but almost nothing. As long as his head's intact, he's fine. Yeah, and people like to cut that off, so. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I'm going to throw the question at you again, Rick. Fave hypothetical you received from me. I'm going to say, well, almost any question where I shout bastard because I had the same question for you but the one I'll pick out for this one is the um, the Marvel movie or show based on a character that's not been created yet a, oh, to, a, yeah a character that's been created but a, but a show that hasn't to be fair that was the lowest of low hanging fruit for that retrospective to ask as a question <laughs> yeah I think we were running a bit on empty on that retro because you know Ms. Marvel was fine but it was only fine well, the problem is is I can say that about most of the TV shows like my top three are my top three because I remember them and that's She-Hulk yeah. that's Moon Knight and that's Falcon and Winter Soldier not Hawkeye I liked Hawkeye don't get me wrong but I'm just saying the top three are the top three because I would happily sit through them again Hawkeye's fine sure. don't get me wrong sure. I probably wouldn't choose to watch it again because it feels like <coughs> a very Christmassy story because it is oh definitely uh, like I probably have the same top three except I put Hawkeye instead of Moon Knight that's fair um, just because it flowed better week to week whereas Moon Knight you kind of had to you had to you put in a little bit more brain work, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, my one was the, the Marvel movie show that um, that was with a character that may have been introduced already, but definitely one that didn't have a show. Um, the next one we have is, which episode led to you binging the series that you enjoyed the most? See, the reason why I threw this question in is because I couldn't help but realise there's a lot of shows that we just straight up went, I'm fucking watching this as soon as the podcast is over. Yeah. <laughs> For the longest time, this would have been Q4. However, uh, it's been recently dethroned uh, because Dragon Age Absolution, oh my god. Yeah. (laughs) That was such a fun watch. Easy watch. Yep, yep. Hopefully spoilers for the next retrospective. Um, Like, I'm still to watch it just because I've had people to deal with over the past few days. Um, You need to where you're at the first episode. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because they do tell you every single character's name. It's Mm -hmm, just, mm -hmm. you know, we were talking. 
<laughs> yeah, I remember Quidian because I, I noted it down because she was fun personified. Yeah. Um, and when I was talking about it with another person who has watched it, uh, he said, oh yes, I, I thought you might like that character. A bit zany, but also with uh, the, the underlying power to back it up. Yeah, yeah. Mages are fun. Um, But yeah, what about you? Which episode has led to you binging the series that you enjoyed the most? On a technicality... That's never a good amphibia. way to start a question. It was Amphibia uh, with an asterisk. It, the episode was recorded outside of the year, but released within it. But for things that we recorded during the year, it had to be between Q-Force, Paranormal Park, and Inside Job. I'm giving it to Q-Force. Um, the other ones are still ongoing... I would love to see them show up in the review, retrospective, retrospective review as something with an award. The fact that Q-Force has ended not... Well, it was non-consensually ended. Wait, is Q-Force not getting renewed? No, doesn't oh. look like it. I thought it was going to get uh, renewed. Oh, well. Yeah, we hope that it was. Uh, and it seems that it's the one of the ones that's been cut by the, the Netflix snip. Well, yeah, uh, it's one of those weird ones, isn't it? Because we keep bitching about Netflix axing their animation department, and yet we haven't really felt it yet, because they're still releasing animation. <laughs> yes, they are. And they're still releasing sequel animations quite a lot of the time, like um, both Inside Job and Paranormal Park. Since we've done their the initial episode ones, they've released season twos, and I've watched both of them, and they were both fun. Yeah, fair. So, yeah, I'm, I'm giving it to Q-Force for the... Partly because it's true, and also because I would hate to not give Q-Force an award. That's fair. The next one is the favourite live-action show that we reviewed. Now, I think we need to, um, need to clarify something right now, because we've used the term favourite a few times now uh, f- we are making a distinction between favourite and best for the sake right, of our questions okay. well I don't know you've got the list of questions in front of you right Rick yeah I do yeah yeah. you can see that they're split between favourite and best and some of them are the same question but different between uh, you know the difference being the word favourite and the word best mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I, I just thought I'd clarify for the audience because they'll be like hang on when we get to best XYZ they'll be like hang on they already told us their favourite so and so what's the deal so I thought maybe now would be a good op- uh, opportunity to clarify yeah my interpretation is best was the episode that we felt best about during and after making it as a gestalt of the episode itself and how we were able to riff off it, you know? Okay. Right. Well, I, I interpreted it as favourite was favourite to record, best was which one do you think actually was the best episode? But hey, okay. hey uh, we can have different parameters, I suppose. In an ideal world, we'd have a big enough fan base that we could just put a poll out for these questions. Yeah. <laughs> totally, <But> totally. <laughs> instead, it's between the two hosts and we're going to be biased. Speaking of bias, um, my favourite live action show we reviewed was actually a movie it was Attack of the Monsters aka Gamera vs. Gearon which of course oh, it was yeah. I pushed so hard for it <laughs> <laughs> and including the, the kid that turned bald halfway through <laughs> yeah we don't need to talk about that uh <laughs> It was fun. I like kaiju movies. In fact, one of the re- the ways I tried to strong arm you into watching it, which I didn't really need to do because you were just game anyway, was, uh, it's my birthday, Rick. Can we please record something fun? <laughs> we're skipping my birthday. <laughs> well, we kind of have to because yours is pretty much on Christmas week. <laughs> yes, yes. If we record on my birthday, then we're having a bad time. <laughs> That's valid, that's valid. But yeah, that was my favourite live action show to review. It was just nonsense, nonsensical fun, which, you know, fits the theme of the shows. But uh, yeah, the, what about... The number you? of times, yeah, the number of times we saw something daft happening and I just went, what the fuck? <laughs> it's just like, that's basically old school Godzilla in a nutshell, is like, this is dumb, I love it. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Good old kaiju movies. Yeah. Uh, but what about you? What was your five? Five favorite live action. I could burn the word fave and live. That's what happened. Uh, favorite live action show we reviewed, Rick. Well, five is topical because it was the the Empire Strikes Back. But if you if you have to make it not movies that everyone's watched and everyone enjoyed, I gave it to Firefly because that was something that I'd never seen before. I knew it was good, just anecdotally, and now I've gotten to experience it. I probably have to watch it again on my own just to be able to catch things that I didn't while um, riffing off with you. Um, but generally, it was a it was a good introductory episode, a very strong first impression of a series. It's one of those where I'm kind of disappointed that this isn't one of the shows you decided to binge. Yeah, um, it's one of those. It's, it, it went on the rainy day list. The infamous rainy day list that even during a two-year pandemic, you didn't use. Yeah, I didn't clear the rainy day list. <laughs> you didn't touch the fucking rainy day list. <laughs> Uh, I touched a bit of it. Oh, I don't uh, believe you, sir. <laughs> um, because one of the things that I did touch during the pandemic is my answer to the next question. The next question being the favourite animation that we reviewed. Uh, this one was an easy answer. It was the Halluva Boss pilot. Ditto. Oh, yep. cool. Awesome. Uh- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, my, well, we share answers on this. Hell of a Boss being the favourite animation that we reviewed. Um, the thing that made it disqualified from episode that led me to binge was because I was watching it as it was coming out after maybe maybe episode two or three. Well, like uh, um, that's when I jumped in. Like we we recorded this as a rainy day episode, and we ended up releasing it when it was hot as fuck over the summer. It was like forty yes. degree weather, and we both agreed we are not fucking recording in forty degree weather. Yeah. Um, because behind the scenes, and I think we mentioned this at one point in another episode, uh, when we record, in I live next to a train station, so I have mm-hmm. to have the window shut if I'm recording, otherwise you'll hear a train every two minutes. And when it's hot, you have to have the window open, otherwise you cook because it's literally an oven. Yeah, and also there's we were using laptops, or in your case a PC to record. They run hot. The hotter they run, the hotter the room gets. It, it it all adds up. And also no fan, because if I had the fan on, you would hear it. Yes, um, yeah, absolutely. But it did give us a great title, because uh, the title of the episode ended up being It's Hot As Hell, So Here's the Louver Boss. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um, <laughs> Wasn't the Hell of a Boss retrospective something like We Don't Have To Explain Taps? No, no, that was the, um, I think that was the actual debut of season two. Right, yeah, Because yeah, yeah, our, yeah. our retrospectives <laughs> just have the title of the show we're retroing. Yeah, in such... Such a short period of time, we ended up with three Hell of a Boss ex- episodes, the pilot, the retro, and the season two premiere. Yeah, and we had this really weird scenario where Sod's Law, just because of how we did it, the retro for Hulover Boss came out before the pilot did. Yeah, it did. <laughs> uh, in fact, you even set, you even made reference to our Hulover Boss pilot episode that we retroed, uh, sorry, reviewed, and I just, I, I, I did the thing I like to do, which is, uh, Rick, that's not come out yet, shut up! <laughs> yeah, yeah, the good old, yep, 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 yep. Um, now I remember this was a this has always been a con uh, a point of contest between us in that uh, we both say Halluva boss differently. Yeah, I say hell of a boss, and I say Halluva. Now yeah. Rick says hell of a boss because he believes that it's a pun, and it is. I say Halluva boss because um, uh, there's a wrestler called Sami Zayn, and his finishing move mm. is called the Halluva kick, and it's spelt the same way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, I, I mean, think it does. The... Go on. I was gonna say it does look like it could be the name of a cheese. <laughs> You can't eat halloumi. Wait, what? No, you can't. Halluva's not halloumi is what I was trying to say. And instead I said a completely different sentence and made myself seem a bit <laughs> dumb. You can't eat halloumi. That's yes, my halloumi. Halloumi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Oh, little tangent. I remember I was introduced to halloumi by an autistic 
person that I used to know and he loved cheesy chips but he didn't like melted cheese to collect at the bottom of his bowl of cheesy chips so he introduced me to halloumi the cheese that grills and does not melt that I can listen alright that's that's crazy the thing that he initially started with but I get it yeah totally like older people love putting things on their roast dinners for instance so uh, my folks love their cauliflower cheese they love putting jam on their meat and uh, I think neither of those mix well with gravy I don't think cheese mixes with gravy I don't think jam mixes well with gravy I've never thought uh, to try it that generation just loves it well that's the generation that's like mmm tripe yeah Uh, not quite. Um, <laughs> the generation before was the one that loved tripe. My grandma even enjoyed green tripe, which is unwashed tripe. Uh. Yep. And um, I, we were encouraged very strongly to try tongue sandwiches, for instance, because A, it was good tongue, as so it was called, and B, it had been bought, so shut up and eat it. Yeah, okay, but being from a poor family, um, I can understand the shut up and eat it part. Uh, Rick, yeah. for the benefit of our audience that may or may not be British, uh, which seems to be most of it according to the statistics. Uh, what is tripe? As far as I'm aware, it's cow intestines. I thought it was sheep intestines, but go on. Uh, okay, it might be sheep as well. Uh, but yeah, generally uh, it's in- it's intestines. Rick, that might uh, be a but- Welsh thing, to be fair. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's intestines. Um, and if it's green, it's unwashed. If it's white, as it normally is, it's uh, basically just been essentially bleached and, uh, and sold. And it's just this goop, not even goopy, it's like this leathery mass that you boil for a month. Ugh. And yeah. Like, my favourite way of consuming intestines is as a sausage casing. Yeah, like, yeah. I keep, um... Because, yeah. There, there's it's, a, it's the thing that cooks the most. There's a there's a girl at work who I keep grossing out because, um, not in a, not in a weird way, uh, whenever sausages get reduced, uh, she always says, oh, do you want some sausages? They're cheap because she knows I love me sausage. And, um... Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, arse and hooves, that's what I like. And she's always like, that's fucking disgusting. I'm like, okay, but that's what it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> An intestine meat balloon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, now that sounds an like anim- a joke from, that would be in Hulluva Boss. <laughs> yeah, like an, an animal balloon animal. Ugh. <laughs> oh, stupid. I, I love the joke that, of a balloon animal snake just being the balloon. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I do prefer the the more technical gag of uh, I can't do a horse with legs, so here's a horse that's had its legs cut off because diabetes. <laughs> Good old Blitzel. So we, yeah. The next one, the best hypothetical question, separate to favourite that we gave or received. Yeah. Okay. My answer was is a pretty recent answer, truth be told, and I may butcher the exact wording, so apologies on that. But my, I think the best hypothetical question given was: There's a manga that exists, Rick, as you told mm-hmm. me, where someone mm-hmm. basically got isekai into Dragon Ball Universe as inside the body of Yamcha. Yes. What um what side character would you do this with? My answer ended up of course being Minata because don't be an awful awful pervert rape, uh, rapist and then uh, you know you actually got a pretty decent life for yourself. Yeah you do. <laughs> Even if you do look like a grotesque balloon boy. Yeah with his uh, with his circles on his head which turn out to just be his hair. <laughs> like he's 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 a he's not a very good designed character. Like <laughs> he's gross looking but you know I think he's him smiley and and, uh, and helpful, and th- all of a sudden you've got a uh, a normal 
nice guy with dwarfism. I think he's intentionally made to look a bit gross because if he looked even remotely attractive, then some of his behaviour would be excused immediately. Yes, yes, that's 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 a terrible commentary on the world, and yet also true. I mean, look at uh, the go-to example I like to point to because young girls always swoon over him. Uh, Professor Snape in Harry Potter is an awful human being, but he's played by Alan Rickman in the movies, so... Yep, yep, uh, an attractive older man. The other one that I point to is Chris Brown, who is a literal physical abuser who punched Rihanna until she was bruised, and yet all of his fans think he's still wonderful because, you know, he, he's still good-looking and he still makes music. I'll be absolutely honest with you, Rick. I genuinely thought Chris Brown had fallen off the edge of the earth. Well, he might as well have done. Well, I, I, I've never heard any story about him since, and I was like, cool, good riddance to bad rubbish, because you're really understating things by saying that he bruised up Rihanna. He fucking smashed her face in. Yeah, it, yeah. didn't she it, need it, to go to hospital? So, oh, it was ridiculous, I'll put it that way. Uh, oh. It's one of those other examples of, I believe he just paid a fine. Yeah, by bruised, I mean actually beaten black and blue. It's, uh, yeah, it was despicable. Um, mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know how any, like, spousal and domestic abuse is bullshit anyway, but you know, to that level, I don't know how you can possibly excuse it. Mm, yeah, yeah. On that fun note, what about you, Rick? What was your best hypothetical question, either received or given? I liked the drunken necromancer's camping trip. Uh, it didn't have to be a necromancer's one, but all the answers I gave were uh, people who had passed away. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was uh, Freddie Mercury, Robin Williams, and the one that sparked the most com- conversation, Marie Antoinette. <laughs> yeah, because that was such a weird one. <laughs> yeah. And yet, because of the amount of conversation it sparked, I think that made it a very good question and answer. Uh, although we did have honourable mentions from Steve Irwin, who you pretty quickly convinced me to uh, turn away from, and uh, Dolly Parton, who was the only living member of the group. Absolute saint. Yeah, I think I, it's really odd how often Dolly Parton comes up on the podcast and every single time we end with the same thing, and that is Dolly Parton is basically a living saint. <laughs> yeah. She yeah. is Saint Celestine. <laughs> yeah, Celestine is a living saint, yeah. <laughs> I mean, shit, they're making a Warhammer thing on Amazon, maybe. Yeah. I'd fucking petish, uh, petition for it. <laughs> just ask Henry Cavill to... Uh... <laughs> To um to just invite Dolly Parton. <laughs> but I could I can imagine Dolly Parton agreeing, doing the bit, and having no idea what the fuck is going on, but smiling all the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, now we get into the best non-stop review. These are all Stevens. They are so far. Uh, so far. Yeah, we've got a string of uh, of questions at the moment, which is basically best of what of X Y Z show. Because believe it or not, guys, we have three different shows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, as for the question, I don't know if it was the best one to listen to or the best produced but it was my favourite and I'm kind of rolling it into as best because the Stevens were they're all the same form- formula rise you know what I mean yeah uh, Steven discovers something um, he get, he realises a and actually somebody cries normally Steven and then there's a resolution I, I meant our formula not Steven's formula um, oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, out of all of our shows the non-stop review is literally we watch the thing we discuss the thing and then we fuck off because it's a short format so yeah and we and we uh, we add to the board for this year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that being said, I think the best non-stop review was episode 35, Mr. Greg. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was a strong one. It, would, <laughs> it actually dealt with some uh, like themes of loss, but also gave us a banging song. Yeah. But the reason why I point to it is because it's one of the episodes that got me mildly interested in Steven Universe, because weirdly, it's one of the ones I saw in the wild. Yeah. 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 And without any context, it was a good episode. And after 
after mm. watching it for the retro, uh, not the retro, sorry, for the non-stop, I then had the context and it only got better because, yes. honestly, the nature of Pearl and Greg's relationship in that, you know, they're amicable, shall we say, it, it grows a bit beyond that by the end, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. isn't very well established anyway because we've got like, what, two flashback episodes before this? Yeah, because before this we've had, turns out, intentionally not very much of Greg because the gems are like actively trying to exclude him from Stephen's life. Mm. But now he's a millionaire, and, uh, so... Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now he can provide the um, the human portion of Stephen's life without the compromise that is... He's not a deadbeat dad, he's the opposite. No, he's not a deadbeat dad, he's a poor dad. Yeah, he's a poor single dad yeah. who happens to share custody with a bunch of gay space rocks. Yeah, lesbian aunts. Mm. But yeah, what about you, Rick? What was, your, uh, in your opinion, the best non-stop review? I disqualified Bismuth because I thought he was cheating because it was pretty much the highlight of that season. Uh, the one that I actually picked was Hit the Diamond. It's possibly my favourite Steven episode ever. It's very uh, fluffy and fun. Yeah, it's the perfect balance of gem stuff and goofy shit, because it was gems doing the goofy shit themselves, and it had pretty much all the characters we cared about, including Ruby and Sapphire, because Garnet split up for that episode, and I think we we riffed on it pretty well. I mean, I distinctly remember my favourite moment from that was literally the was it my favourite moment or your favourite moment? I enjoyed the fact that throughout the episode, Ruby while going undercover as a ruby was constantly flirting with Sapphire. Yeah. <laughs> I also didn't see the ending coming of the season with the ruby incident. So yeah, uh, yeah, it was a it was a great like setup in that you didn't expect anything to come of it, and obviously it did. <laughs> they came back all angry. <laughs> we went to Neptune. There was no one there. <laughs> It, like, it's so weird because the, the rubies were pretty much the entire time watching them goofy and fun it was really adorable seeing more than one of them blush at fake Jasper um, mm. but then you got to the final episode where the episode was literally just Stephen and the boss ruby in a in a bubble and it ended so poorly yes it did it, and this is the same uh, the same ruby that um, just turned and said thank you when they uh, when they were given the fake tip during this episode I didn't even clock that to be honest yeah <laughs> um but yeah, the next one is the best nonsense retrospective. I had to um and ah over this one, Rick, because we've done a few this year. Um, yeah. I think I settled on a, a very fair uh, result. I forgot to note, note down the episode number, so apologies for that. But I yeah, think the, I've, all, I've also forgotten episode numbers on all of these. But uh, I think the best nonsense retrospective that we did this year was Amphibia season three. Okay, yeah, because it was the it was the one that actually had the ending of Amphibia referenced and discussed. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good one. Yeah, it it was also a long one. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, I think it's you... one of the, uh, the one of the benefits of switching from edited to long form, like we're doing now. Yeah, pretty much, man. Uh, it's one of those where you can tell a lot by how interested we are in one the source material and two how much of said source material exists by the length of an episode. This one was well over two hours. Yes, <laughs> it might have been our longest one to date. I uh, don't think it was. I think the Owl House might have beaten it lengthwise. Just, uh, but uh, hey, uh, it is what it is. But um, yeah, I enjoyed. Rec- recording it because honestly I think this one got delayed like three weeks yeah because it was like uh, Rick we need to do the Amphibia retro and it's like cool I need to do this on that day and it's like ah fuck uh. oh yes <laughs> yes yes <laughs> So it was like, I think we were filling time with stuff that didn't wouldn't be as intensive. Yeah, things that we didn't have to write out as, uh, as as interesting notes for. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? We were invested enough in Amphibia, specifically Season 3, because Season 3 is the end, yes. um, that I had notes on every episode. Yeah, yeah. And also, this is the, the season 
season where we joined Amphibia when season three had just premiered. No, uh, I joined it when season two had just ended. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, you, we had the initial review episode when season three had started, and that's when I got introduced to it. Uh, we had like five episodes of season three, and then another five, and then a big old hiatus, and then the rest of season three. Yeah, season three was fucking weird. Yes. <laughs> but I also think that pointing to season three of Amphibia is a great example of what the Owl House season three would have been if they didn't decide to cut it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we saw snippets of it in the, the new opening, yep. and there's some very obvious parallels between the two shows in season three. They both uh, end up in the human world, in the human realm, uh, with some fantastical other world characters just trying to live some slice of life daily life. There could have been some slice of life episodes, there could have been some plot episodes about, of how to get back again. Oh, the beach episode we missed out on. Yeah, yeah. Curse you, homophobes! Right, uh, not, not necessarily yeah. to blame this time, but fuck it, I'm blaming them anyway. <laughs> Yeah, we got Morning Mark to fill in some of the blanks, like the um, like making the five-minute presentation on By Pride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the way, if you like the Owl House and you want some fluffy comics, Morning Mark is great, except he does like to sprinkle in some fuck you ones in, uh, which, yes. just, which just hurt the soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to avoid spoilers, uh, Rick, what about you? What do you think the best nonsense retrospective was this year? Yeah, mine was the Owl House Season 2 retro. There um, you go. <laughs> yeah. uh, the reason that I gave it to that was because it was a tie capsule into the limbo. We both adored the show. Uh, it was we were bittersweet excited to see the final three episodes. One of them is now out. One of them is about to come out. Well you say that like end of January isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, it's only a month like, away I guess. Yeah it's a, it's a month and change so yeah it's it, it's about to come out. Um, yeah when we made this it was in the limbo between the two seasons that this was all we had at the time and there were a lot of hopes and dreams. Many of them have been addressed apart from the obvious of yeah it's not exactly been it's not been uncancelled it's uh they're still having to wind up wrap up and all that mm. um like the the thing that hurts the most is you couldn't have given them a final season instead of this free movie bullshit yeah especially after when the first of the three released the executives were like ah nah t- trending on twitter anyone can trend on twitter and then realized oh um the episode that we released for free on the disney youtube channel has more views than almost any Anything that's what we've ever released on the Disney YouTube channel, and that's just from international fans who don't have Disney Channel in America. Yeah, that's one of the like the reasons why this show got pirated a fuck ton. And shame with Amph- uh, same with Amphibia is the international release for it sucks. Yes, um, when season three of Amphibia came out, we basically didn't get it for a long ass time. Mm. So much um, so was... that Matt Braley himself took to Twitter and said uh, he didn't say pirate his show, but he said, "Hey guys, when it does release on Disney Plus, you." You've got to go and watch it on Disney Plus because that's how we get statistics and that will give other people who have shows like this a chance. Hint, hint. Yes, 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 yes. It was it was kind of like a roundabout tacit um, approval of, yeah, we know that you need to go to other sources to find it. Uh, but yeah, please do give us the numbers. Um, by the uh, way, I think it's not just um, their animation where they fucking do this with because um, when The Mandalorian first came out, which um, oh, yeah, yeah. this was a bit of a different issue because Disney Plus didn't exist in other countries 
movies when Mandalorian came out. Well, it didn't exist in the UK anyway. So Mandalorian was coming out in the US and we had to wait like half a year for it. Yes. But uh, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about specifically merchandising, which is meant to be Disney's big fucking cash flow. They just didn't merchandise Mandalorian so much so that when John Favreau did an interview, uh, he was like, yeah, I saw all this interview, uh, all this um, uh, merchandise f- appear on Etsy and stuff like that. And it was cool. And I went to Disney and said, why the fuck aren't we doing that? <laughs> yeah. Except yeah. He, like, he worded it much more eloquently than I did. I understand to a small degree that um, the child was something they wanted to keep secret until episode one was out. Um, and they kind of wanted to keep it secret because of other territories that weren't getting the Day Zero Disney Plus release because, you know, they didn't have Disney Plus. The thing that also bugged me about that is that we still had to wait week by week even though it was already in the universe. Oh, yeah, that's why I didn't buy Disney Plus until Mandalorian was finished out. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I didn't. Even th- I don't think I bought Disney Plus at all until uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, fair enough. Because I was like, well, why the fuck should I pay for it if I can't? It, it, it exists. It's out. Why the fuck can't I watch it? Oh, because Disney doesn't want you to fucking use your free month to watch just a Mandalorian and fuck off. Yeah, yeah. They have to make it six weeks. <laughs> but it's like, like you're gonna lose those paying customers anyway. So why do you give? Uh, all you're doing is making more people pirate your shit. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you're making the ones that want to be honest only stay for two months rather than only staying for one month and then cancel with a bad taste in their mouth as well. Yeah. What are we talking about? <laughs> Owl House, Amphibia, etc. The next one is the best nonsense review that we did. This was another one where I had to think long and hard, and I think I've picked a fair one. We didn't expect to do this as a review, Rick. We just kind of, I just kind of floated it by you uh, at one point, and you went, "Yeah, fuck it, that looks fun." Mm. And the movie was fun. The episode turned out great. I'm gonna give it to episode 67. It's definitely cocaine, aka <laughs> the Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie that came out this year. Yes, yes, that was a good one. I don't Bye. think I expected to enjoy it as much as I did. I thought at best I'd get a nostalgia boner, which trust me, I got. But uh, it was also just a fun movie yeah we also watched it pretty close to release as well if we hadn't have picked to do it for a review i probably would have watched it on my own in bed and had less of a fun time just because i wouldn't have had someone to react with yeah man i yeah i don't think i would have watched this on my own i think this is one of those movies that does get a big benefit from reactions yeah like uh you'd be you were spoiled on one of the the surprise funnies but i sure as shit wasn't so yeah that reaction yeah, yeah. to ugly sonic i think was probably the purest we're ever going to get on the channel <laughs> yeah yeah um, that was a good one and yeah um, uh, and uh, i don't think anyone expected it to be good either and, and and then it was great i mean i think one of the things that put me off at the beginning was the fact that one of them's still 2d and one of them's 3d but hey that was a big plot point actually yeah totally and uh yeah some of the references and uh, and gags were great like i just didn't remember near the end of the film where we were both sort of w- just watching and i had a little niggle in my mind when i saw the feet of the two people that uh, chip and dale had gone under the desk of and then when they came out it's Skeletor having a casual chat with He-Man and I was like oh yeah nostalgia yeah. <laughs> and the um, the Gen 4 My Little Pony is just in the background at one point just charging through yeah 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 yeah. like they uh, they seem to have spared no expense with getting as many crossovers as they could even if it was for like a, a split second gag <laughs> yeah Matt, and it was all fun like they were mostly just harmless um, visuals so I can't imagine many people had uh, had issues with lending them to fucking Disney of all people yeah 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 but yeah uh, I definitely think that was our best episode uh, of the nonsense review at least and I 
have to turn the question back on you, Rick. Yeah, I'm going to go with Paranormal Park. Um, I think this contended with Q-Force in terms of one that was both a good review and a good episode to watch. Um, the reason I give it to Paranormal Park over Q-Force is because the the downsides of Q-Force, as in the how the, the commentary got a little bit real suit sometimes, was that much more somber. Paranormal Park was a much more optimistic and quirky opening, and uh, it entered both of our clean plate clubs for that season at least. I do think that uh, you might be misremembering it a little bit because we had that uh, we had the overhanging story thread that we didn't get answered in the first episode of why Barney wanted to escape his house. Yeah, so we didn't know that, and it's basically revealed very early on in episode two. Uh, we didn't know the reason, but we knew he didn't want to go back home. Yeah, yeah. Which, considering we... Like I didn't realize that Barney was trans at the beginning, but I knew the show was gay as fuck. Yeah. So I. So I. <laughs> it was. It was um, marketed as uh, LGBTQIA plus positive. But uh, yeah, I I assumed that he didn't want to go back home because he was gay. I mean, I guess like, he is gay as well. But you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, yep. Yep. I I, assu- <laughs> I assumed it was just uh, oh you, you're not gonna be gay in my house. Get out. But no, it was actually kind of worse. Mm-hmm. And it's it, like they reveal later on that it's not as much that as. The- the family not sticking up for him in front of the grandma who's really really stuck in her ways I mean I think it might it's it's either episode 2 or episode 3 where Barney says why can't you go back to being XYZ to his dog because his dog's been possessed and can talk now and the dog says you sound just like um I can't remember the Meemaw yeah, yeah. Meemaw and Barney doesn't get it and then he does get it by the end of the episode and it's like oh fuck me that's ooh yeah um, I think it's in season 2 when he sits well, don't down in the diner with okay okay I haven't okay. watched season 2 yet bro <laughs> <laughs> yep, fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, so we're now going to get into the honourable mention. Some of these are mirroring our usual format where you've got the um, the good, the not so good, and then um, the MVPs. We're going to do, since we've had our favourites, we're going to go to the honourable mentions. Some of these are not quite the best questions. Some of them are downsiders. Some of them are actually pretty good ones. So we're going to start with the most pleasantly surprised. Oh, I'm a fucking idiot, Rick. Oh? I thought honourable mentions was this own question so i've got a list of like four episodes that didn't quite make it to the top <laughs> okay okay so you can do those if you like um, oh fuck uh, we'll... I yeah i've got uh, i've got a little uh, little thing for year one highlights later on but uh, i've got yeah. something for year one highlights as well because i sent you a, a list so we didn't have the same talking points but yeah i had honorable mentions because it didn't look like a header it just looked like honorable mentions as in have you got honorable mentions <laughs> oh yeah yeah my bad my bad i um I made a mistake. <laughs> well, because I went through the trouble of finding my honourable mentions, I'm going to fucking tell them. Um, yeah, yeah. Honourable mentions for Nonsense Review. Review number 93, which was incredibly recent. Winter Wish Day. It was mm. uh, It was not fun to record by any stretch of the imagination, but I feel like it was a strong episode. Okay. Uh, at least of the review. Uh, I also give, get, get, give an honourable mention to review number 65, Down With Thatcher, in brackets, also Potato Aliens. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, uh, Just for the title on its own yeah well the title was great but also um, like uh, it was during our space month it was Solar Opposites and uh, yeah your description of Rick and Morty but not as Rick and Morty was a pretty good one and uh, yeah I don't know I think I still prefer Rick and Morty or the good Rick and Morty episodes I definitely prefer but this is a pretty fun thing on its own yeah 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 absolutely like it was it took a little while to find its feet but they also showed some of the good stuff in episode one like they showed the setup 
up to the wall, which is something that's like a um, a common thread throughout the rest of all the other seasons. Well, so f- I've only watched the first two seasons because the third season came out and I kind of fell off. But um, yeah, so third fo- season I believe came out while I was in Australia. Yeah, that would track. But uh, the, f- the first two seasons, the second to last episode of each season was literally just here's what's going on inside the wall and only the wall. And yep. they do the best thing ever, which, as you said during the podcasting question, uh, it was a hulo, uh, hulo. Hello. It's like fucking uh, Megamind. Hello. Um, <laughs> Hello. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was originally on Hulu, so it would have had these episode descriptions before. And both times they yes. go into the wall, it's like um, so-and-so finds a bear and they befriend yeah. a bear. And that does happen in the background <laughs> to the wall because you can see out the glass things, but it does not actually adequately explain what's going on on the episode. And it's great. It's some excellent deception. Yeah, like we know there's going to be a wall episode from from this point on going forward every uh, every season and um and yeah it's completely obfuscated and for good reason yeah <laughs> as for retrospectives i also have two honorable mentions for that the first being episode number 43 our ff12 retro because okay. out of all the final fantasies we've retrospective uh, i wasn't expecting to have fun with the ff12 one <laughs> <laughs> to wit, we're skipping for thirteen. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, we kind of already have because we've done Endwalker. Um. <laughs> yeah, we did Endwalker when it was new. Like we did Endwalker before we did um, before we did twelve. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was the I believe the first time we did the long form of uh, of retro. I believe so. Uh, it might have been last of the old or first of the new. It was before we started doing our faces, but uh, yeah, it was definitely the first one we did that was over an hour because we just kept talking and talking. I also made you edit it, which was a mistake. Yep. Um, <laughs> But yeah, um, the last honourable mention for retrospectives is another recent one, retrospective number 57, the Smash Bros. Ultimate Fantasy DLC, because fuck me, was that a fun episode to prep and record. It was, yeah. I wasn't expecting it to go on as long as it did, and that's to its absolute credit. Like, we were were able to riff off each other really well on that one. Yeah, it was was great. uh, And I think we we made up two very good uh, rosters for our Dream DLC. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Like, the, the only point of contention we had was you trying to slip Artoria in from fucking fate because I was not letting that slide. <laughs> but at the same time, you're absolutely correct. If Artoria ever got into Smash, all oh, the backlash and the bitch fits from the nerds. Yeah, it would just be delicious. Num, 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 num. But I, I, I do think fate was technically... It might have technically been a visual novel first. It was either a visual novel or a light novel. It was a visual novel. It can technically get in. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew the visual novel came before pretty much anything else that I've consumed. I have a Fate manga that's very definitely based off the anime, which is very definitely based off the visual novel. Which, again, I don't know if the light novel came first or second. Yeah, yeah. By the way, then, for those uh, of you who aren't weeb enough, light novels are literally just fucking books but about anime, and it's I don't know why they've got their own name. Because they're thin. Yeah, but <laughs> but in which case that's just a fucking book, isn't it? It's not a novel. Yeah, yeah, it's just a, it's just a short book. Uh, you know, bear in mind, novels are like 50k plus words, so, you know, a book being less than 50k doesn't necessarily mean it's it's a short story <laughs> you know yeah i guess the difference is book can mean anything it can mean like a picture book or a coloring book or whatever so they're specifying that it is a storybook do you know what i think it might be thinking on it because uh but depending on what um alphabet they use mm. uh a light novel could actually be incredibly thin while also still being technically over like 50k words in english but it wouldn't be 50k right. words in japanese would it right okay yeah because like one kanji can be like a six word phrase yeah exactly that's what that's what I'm thinking maybe maybe that's why they're called night novels I still don't think they need their own 
fucking word for it, but it would make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that does it for my honourable mentions. Um, apologies, I misread that. I really did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my bad, my bad. Um, so, we're going to go into the most pleasantly surprised. Well, my most pleasantly surprised has been mentioned multiple times by you. Uh, Dead End Paranormal Park. Yeah. I yeah. wasn't expecting to enjoy this, not because I disliked the art style or anything, it looked interesting, but because it was advertised as uh, LGBT friendly, my brain instantly goes, oh, I hope it's not one of these shows that's just gay for the sake of gay. Yeah, and it's not. Oh, no, far from it. Uh, there's nothing wrong with shows that are gay for the sake of gay, as long as they're transparent about it. But, you know, if you watch something just because it's gay, are you? do you really care about the content? Mm. I don't know. I'm trying to sound not like a dick here, but, you know, there's some content. Like, it isn't just gay stuff. It's like, um, sport. it's the fucking David Mitchell bit of, uh, football! Who will win the football? But instead it's gay! Who will be the gay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spot the representation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which uh, I think everyone can agree sucks. Yeah, it dil- it dilutes the media that it's injected into unnaturally. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I enjoyed the fuck out of Dead End Paranormal Park. I actually ended up watching season one before you did. And then yes. season two came out and you binged all the way to the end of season two. So now you've leapfrogged me because I need to set aside a day to binge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Season two is a good one. Um, But yeah, what about you, Rick? What, uh, what were you most pleasantly surprised by? It was the new Doctor. Tales. Uh, yeah, yeah. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that the ancient and modern formula would give another crown to the modern take. Because um, DuckTales Basic, uh, like the like 80s, 90s one, is like a bastion of nostalgia. And those are very difficult to overcome. But I think we did, in the fairest way possible, evaluate the two against each other. And uh, David Tennant Scrooge is a very fun take on Scrooge. Yeah, it's, it's a decent, it was a decent casting. Um, I will say this. I, I might have brought it up in the episode I might I might not have but uh, when I used to go visit my nan during the last year and a half or so yeah. um, she'd be like oh is there anything you want to watch and I'm like I don't watch TV um, <laughs> uh, mm. but in order to avoid watching Judge fucking Rinder because as sassy as that man is I fucking hate that show um, I was like fuck it Disney Channel oh DuckTales the new DuckTales I don't know anything about the show but it's animated well oh David Tennant's okay oh we, yeah. we had some luck with the uh, with the Danger Mouse episode yeah let's do another one let's do another old versus versus new. Rick, do you want to do DuckTales? Mm. Yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had stayed as far away as I could from the new DuckTales, partly because I knew that this was going to be a thing more recently, but before that it was a case of I I had a bit of nostalgia. It turns out the most nostalgia I had was for Tailspin and not DuckTales. That's fair. Um, Because I was, like, you know, five. <laughs> Dude, do you know how much willpower it's taking not to go, every time you say DuckTales? <laughs> oh. Yeah, even if you've not watch DuckTales a lot, then the the ooh-ooh is still in your head, yeah. Um, but yeah, next one is the most anticipated and let down. This one was very easy for me, Rick, because mm-hmm. uh, it's a show of a beloved franchise which I've not never seen, despite being hyped up as an awesome crossover episode, and uh, that is, of course, Power Rangers Forever Red. Yeah. I was excited to finally watch this almost mythical episode, and well, that was a bit shit, to be honest. Yeah, and it's it's, it's just the 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 current um the current ranger of the series beating Serpentero. Which 
which was meant to be the ultimate Death Star Zord of, of Doom with a bike. And uh, like, you, they don't even bring Megazord in and have Megazord struggling. It's just, nah, he just kills it with a bike. It's one of those where it was very disappointing, so much so that even the title of the episode is Power Rangers Forever Red. Brackets. It is a bit shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to be fair, I, I believe we also pulled this episode out of our arse because we were umming and ahhing on the day of, which we don't do very often, what to record because we didn't want to... I think I was a bit bothered on the day because of something, so I was like, I really don't want to do a long episode. Can we do something short? And, yes. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, we ended up doing this and yeah, it was a bit shit and now I feel sad because I'm thinking of fucking Jason David Frank. Yeah. Mm. This episode yeah. is now melancholy for me. <laughs> Absolutely. Because he did show up as the Zeo Red Ranger in that, even though he's been other Rangers. Well, yeah, but if you're going right. to be in Forever Red, you got to be your Red version, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think we might have given him our MVP for this episode just because he was the only one who looked like he gave a shit. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I can't remember. We might also have shit on him because he didn't give a shit. It's hard to remember. It's one or the other. <laughs> 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 fucked if I'm going to go back and watch the entire rep episode again just to find out what our opinion was and we definitely had words about Jason David Frank I think they were kind but they might not have been Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's hard to think of Jason, da J uh, Jason David Frank as not giving a shit about the character because he's always it's always felt like he's given a fuck about his Power Rangers work. Yeah, like even going back to the olden days, um, he's one that consistently not only liked the character but like fought to be included still. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Um, but yeah, what about you, Rick? What was your most anticipated and letdown? It was Farzar. I was hoping for like a dark comedy Shira and. We we ended up with a cringe comedy stoner version of Futurama and not in a good way. Which is very odd for me to hear from you because you've been def you've de defended it like two episodes ago. Oh yeah, um, so the episode that we reviewed was a weak episode. Um, it was not that great of an introduction uh, but it seems to find its feet quite a lot. Um, and I was going to say that Paradise PD has the angle of like social commentary and this was the chance to be its own thing and yet they just chose not to. If like I, I just wish the show was more like its opening credits. Okay. Uh, and yeah, I, I did finally watch the whole thing. Uh, it does find its feet in my opinion, but it kind of Netflix itis all the way down. Oh, it's one um, of those where uh, I can't share your opinion of it being the most anticipated and let down because I've been very vocal every time it comes up. This might be the fifth time I'm saying this. Of uh, I thought it was going to be shit just looking at it. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I think we did it yeah. because it was part of our space month, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Should have done fucking. <laughs> Should have done. Return of the Jedi instead. <laughs> Shoulda. <laughs> well, that's in the bank for the future. We've got Return of the Jedi, we've got the prequels, and we've got the sequels to do at some point. I will be fucking <laughs> I will be fucking livid if we end up having to do the sequels for this podcast. <laughs> well, I think we've uh, we've only done one movie a year, haven't we, so far? We did A New Hope uh, last year, we did Empire Strikes Back this year, so it's going to be Return of the Jedi next year. Yeah. Oh shit, we're not in next year yet, are we? <laughs> no. Feels like January. <laughs> what does January feel like? Fuck if I know, but it feels like it. <laughs> We've not even had Christmas yet. Yeah, I know, man. This comes out two days before Christmas. Aren't you guys lucky for our last-minute Christmas gift to y'all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the next one is the biggest stumbling block, i.e. what would you change about a particular episode? Uh, well, I've got two for this. Uh, the first one's kind of cheating because it wasn't this year. It was uh, it was mm -hmm. last year. Uh, I'd go back in time and make sure I selected the correct mic for the It's Vaguely Asian extra credit episode. Oh, yes. It still has no viewers. We're fine. Yeah, I know, but uh, I think... I, I think, believe it's gotten one or two listens on uh, on 
anchor, but it's mm. like uh, my half of the audio for that is completely turd. Uh, I I stopped recording, but in order to listen to back, back back to the audio, and it was just sounded like I was underwater. It was crackly. It was horrible. And I went, Rick, I don't know why it's exported like this. And then I went back into Audacity and saw that um, the Yeti was not selected. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and thankfully you don't have to use the word yete out in the wild very often <laughs> yeah I know for those of you who aren't aware I can't say the word yeti anymore normally because uh, because of fucking I've forgotten his name but, uh, but he says it's so weird there's a wrestler called the yeti who ain't a fucking yeti he's a mummy and yep. uh, when he comes out the guy on commentary just goes it's the yete <laughs> Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. It's, oh. oh, it's one of those WCW clips everyone should watch. Yep. He then, yep, he then yep. comes out to the ring incredibly slowly and stumbling and non-threatening at all. Wraps his arms around Hulk Hogan and bums him. Yep. Yeah, he does. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, on the off chance that's not allowed because it was technically year one. Uh, the thing. Nah, I'm, I'm allowing year ones for this because I, I didn't think there were any really this year. Okay, fair enough. In which case, I'll keep Marvel one a secret and you'll just have to guess as to what I hated. Oh, well, you, can, you can say it. Like, uh, I've got a couple on, on this, but yeah. Uh, Go ahead. The, the one for this year would have been um, fuck. I would have wanted more prep time for when you pissed off to Australia. Oh yes. <laughs> we had five episodes that we had to record in advance, and because we had to record five episodes, if we doubled up on every day from when we learned that was happening, those would have been long ass recording sessions. So instead, we picked designated a third day to record additional episodes on, and that's why we had episodes that were sub fifteen minutes, which I specified in messages to Rick. We are not doing anything longer than fifteen minutes for the episodes I have to edit later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's yeah, what I'd change. Um, if, if I'd have known for a fact that I was going a long time in advance, we would have been able to do things a long time in advance. Yeah, no, I get you. But, you know, this is stuff that we would change, and this is definitely one thing I would change, because while I'd, I'm not disappointed or let down by the quality of our work on those episodes, it would have been better to have a better theme than cartoons we could find that are less than 15 minutes long. <laughs> Sure, 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 sure. Uh, but yeah, what about you? What do you think the biggest stumbling buck was? Yeah, the early days, well, the, the first thing that I think we mentioned was uh, a long time ago, is that I wasn't ready to introduce myself in the first episode. That was <laughs> something I did consider. Still to this day, one of the funniest things, because... <laughs> Because un- unlike you, I-, I I was a little bit more prepared than not at all to record audio because I'd done Let's Plays. So I- Yes, you have. I went roaring in and like, yeah, I'm Devon. This is what we're doing. This is my co-host. And I think what I said, it might have been partly my fault because instead of saying Rick, I went, what should I, what do you want to be called? <laughs> but I did that on yeah. air instead of beforehand. <laughs> so you were like, I'm Rick, Asterian. Some people know me as blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was fucking daft. Um, it was endearing. One thing, one thing I would delete completely is the one time I aired Dirty Laundry because I was real bitter with personal life and I just wish I'd have said nothing. I um, don't even know what you're referring to. Oh, uh, it was one time I'd had a real bad weekend with, with in personal times and I had a really bitter and dour opening segment to the review and the review could have done without it. Um, the other thing is I wish we'd have foreseen how bad we'd feel about mocking fan fiction before we actually did it it gave us the good reading of Cold Steel the Hedgehog oh that had nothing to do with fan fiction that one we we, yeah. we did a bunch of, uh, of fan fiction piss takes but the Cold Steel thing was uh, was a natural uh, was a natural thing that we just remembered yeah so Cold Steel was a a fun one because it was always intended to be a piss take lampoon but some of the fan fiction it could have been read as being you know us being mean it wasn't intended to be yeah but, but with, the, with the reason that we stopped was 
because we thought it could have been interpreted that way. Well, well that's the thing, isn't it? We stopped because of that, but also at the end of every single re- reading, I think we only did it like twice, maybe three times, because we very quickly went, ah, this isn't cool. We might get big one day and it might hurt people's feelings. We have not gotten big and we have hurt no feelings. But, um, uh, you know, we did put the caveat of, we're just having a bit of fun, we're not being serious, and then I, I think it was either you or me, one of us, well, it had to be, that, that there's only two of us that work on the show. Uh, <laughs> we, had a, we had a conversation off podcast and I, I think the crux of it was eh, first of all people are, are going out their way to create content and you don't want to kick someone who's sharing their art as it were uh, but beyond that fan fiction could also be people who are 12 or 13 writing for the first yes. time and they might hear two stri- random strangers from across the globe taking the piss out of their synopsis yeah some uh, some over 20s bullying children from afar oh yeah I wouldn't have been 30 at the time would I yeah 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 we're old <laughs> Um, next one is formats that have been disappointing I put NA for this because the only format we had that was disappointing was After Dark but we brought that back and salvaged it yeah yeah so we have one unaired episode only one which is actually pretty good going that we recorded and thought nah this was so shit it's going in the vault and never coming out I didn't even <laughs> edit this this is the I think we might have made vague allusions to this before but the second we stopped pressing record my reaction was fucking what was that we're not yeah. we're, I'm not editing that Rick it was shit yeah 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 and uh, I don't know if we've ever actually described how After Dark initially worked. Obviously, we've actually aired After Darks now. Um, it was uh, yeah with the the Monster Manual Smash Pass. Yeah, which we should probably bring back at some point. But I don't know if we do monster. I really want to do the Pokedex. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, sorry, I digress. Um, the original idea was me, Rick, and Chris, who has been a guest on the podcast before, were shooting the shit while just browsing Steam, and we've stumbled upon some really bad porn games, and we mm. were just reading out the descriptions while pissing ourselves laughing. And I said to Rick after Chris buggered off, "Hey, why don't we do a podcast where we just do that?" And Rick was like, yeah. "Yeah, sure, fuck it." Because we were experimenting with um, uh, formats at the time, because we had like a string of, uh, of of a bunch of episodes for the extra credit when it was first new, and obviously ended up birthing retrospective. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, we recorded the episode. The very first thing Rick brought up, I remember this distinctly, was genital jousting. And yes. in my mind, I'm like, Rick doesn't get what we're doing here because <laughs> I, I don't think I said this at the time, Rick. But um, it was uh, it was essentially that I thought we were going to take literal pornographic games that had really shitty porn synopsises and read them out and have a chuckle and a giggle but then you started with genital jousting which by all accounts is actually a fun game yeah it, it basically looks like a um like like star wall where it's you've got one attacking bit and you've got a uh, a thing that you're trying to defend that is somewhere else on your character model oh, it's a co- genital it's jousting a, it, it's the it's the arse of your dildo <laughs> i was gonna say it's a cock and balls yeah it's it's a dildo with a fanny in its balls i've always interpreted it as an arsehole yeah an arsehole or fanny or whatever yeah basically it's, it's a hole in the balls and if you strike something in the balls with your cockhead then you win but yeah like and then we we did a back and forth um i talked about some porn games some of them were funny neither of us were really laughing where <laughs> you know when we were having the chat the night before we were pissing ourselves every five minutes and then it was just i don't know if the mood was wrong or whatever either way it didn't work it's never going to see the light of day that two minute long synopsis is the closest you're going to get to hearing any of the content from that episode and it's a very good abridged version and you will have a much better time listening to that than listening to the episode that ended up being half produced. And I mean, case in point, right? The yeah. only game I remember us talking about was genital jousting because I instantly remember thinking, Rick, don't get it. Yep, 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 yep. And again, up until this point in time, I've literally never told Rick that. <laughs> I fought it, but I never said it because I'm like, well, I don't want to piss off my recording partner. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, was uh, did, was that your answer or my answer? That was that was your answer. Yeah. Was it? Oh, okay. Uh, my my yeah, answer was, my answer was, was NA followed by we scrapped. Oh yeah yeah we scrapped Dark but then we brought it back. So yeah, what about you? Formats that have been disappointing. So I would say the Let's Play series were a bit of a struggle to come up with new material to stay relevant. Like we had Pokemon, which was something that we do every other week. Um, if we wanted it to be continuous, it would have been every week. But if by the same token, it would have gotten boring very quick. We lost steam quite easily by the fact that um, I, in particular, am not good at nuzlocking. I'd never done a nuzlocke before. Yep. But I knew the basic and, tenets. Uh, oh, we knew the basic tenets. And, uh, the, 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 uh, but, like, I was so bad at it that one of my guys died while grinding to a random crit, and that killed your best tank, for instance. <sighs> and I think that was the, the one that we got the furthest in, and it's a case of, yeah, it's, it takes, it can take hours to get to an early game point, and it's no fun for anyone, pretty if much. We were doing a basic normal Pokemon game, it wouldn't have been as annoying. But we, we had yeah. the randomizer on, and not just a randomizer, it was also a story mod, which meant the big roadblock for us, uh, specifically early on, was oh uh, fuck, the bird gym leader from Johto randomly visiting. Yeah. Faulkner. Yeah, that's his yeah, name. yeah, Faulkner. Faulkner was a difficult one. I think we managed to get to Brock once. Brock? Um Yeah, I think we got we got past Faulkner like only once, uh, which meant that Brock was the uh, the next the next guy around. Oh yeah. Oh, so I'm getting confused with Black and white yeah, yeah sorry those were both yeah no those were two different roms <laughs> yeah the the black and white ones were um the ones where that was that was the fully randomized one um the radical red had its own randomizer that you could choose to implement yeah which is also fine um man we had so many good seeds that would have been fun to play through as just a normal playthrough and we never made it out of pewter city <laughs> Well, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? Uh, the live streams were doomed to fail, in my opinion, not just because we were having a real annoying time with Pokemon. Um, I think if we tried to both do Nuzlocke at the same time, it would have been one confusing. So we had to kind of do a, a soul a soul link. But the problem with the soul mm-hmm. link is, uh, yeah, if one of you fucking gets a bad team, that means you both got bad teams. Yes. And, yes. And uh, it's one of those where, um, on top of that, I didn't like the time commitment we had to do towards it, which means yeah. there was quite a few times where we'd start the stream and I'd already be in a bad mood because I have to stream for two hours. Yeah, exactly. It was the it was a it was kind of the tipping point between hobby, which we try and keep it as, and we don't do this as a full time career. Like if we did this if we did this as a full time career, I wouldn't care so much about the time commitment. But you got you got bear in mind, um I've got three nights a week free. I was giving up one of them for this. I was giving up another night at the time uh to raiding in FF fourteen, which I was also not enjoying. Yeah. Which I eventually I I just went, I'm not having fun, so I'm going and most of the raiding group was like, yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there were some personal issues with a friend, but those have been sorted, I think. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, so at the time I was giving up a lot of my evenings, and one of those evenings happened to be for live streaming, which yeah meant I was quite annoyed with my life in general. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it doesn't um, help that Mondays is the retrospective record day normally, which means we'd record in the morning for the retrospective. I'd have about three hours free, and then oh, back mm-hmm. to fucking recording shit. And three hours is very often not enough to do anything meaningful. Oh God, no! Especially not if I'm like getting the retro edited in on that day. Yes. So, uh, which also includes my upload time because you know, with Northern Internet. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's a non-zero amount of time, especially for a retro, which is longer than like 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Usually over an hour easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, conversely, I did enjoy the live streams we did that weren't Pokemon. Yeah, but even then, I'd, I'd say that part of the problem there is it was difficult to stay creative and pick something good every time. Well, yeah, but... Uh, Alright, the, the only... One of the problems was, Rick, is because I was picking the games, the games we tended to do that were versus each other, I was good at. Yeah. Which <laughs> meant I would often win, and we had yeah. the rule in effect that winner chooses the game we do in two weeks' time, and yeah, I think apart from the time I picked a single-player game like Helltaker, it was just like, oh, cool, I get to pick again, I get to pick again. I think there was one week where I went, Rick, you pick, because I can't think. <laughs> And that's when we end up doing like Soul Calibur. Yeah, yeah. Which wasn't a bad episode, but. But once yeah. again, I kicked your butt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because you're better at fighting games than I am. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not that good at fighting games, but I'm better than Scrubs. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm very definitely a Scrub. I'm sorry. I know like two moves. It's like backwards Y and B. But conversely, Rick, X and B. when we play <laughs> Smash <and> Bros. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. we can't record that for a stream. No, because none of us have a capture card that works with the Nintendo Switch. Well, I think mine technically does, but fuck off if you think I'm digging that up. <laughs> um, Man, it would be a real pain in the ass to install it with a laptop now, wouldn't it? Well, a capture card. Yeah. Capture card's an external device, mate. Oh, okay. I'm thinking back to the olden days when there were actually like PCIe cards that you stuck into your PC. Okay, but then how would you connect it to your machine to, you know, record the... Cable. Yeah, but, the, okay, the Elgato is literally a cable with a big old chunky thing on it, and the big old chunky thing on it is the thing that, well, you know, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Well, so in my day, um, like, you, you generally couldn't attach a, um, a console to a PC monitor so you'd probably have to have say a, a TV as well so you'd have to have like your PC tower a TV console PC monitor and things would go would get rooted from like console to PC to TV you're throwing in a bunch of steps that I don't know why you'd need so let's move on yeah yeah okay uh, so the last one of these is the stinker this one was very was the... obvious and easy yeah it's uh, do you want to say yours do you want to say it at the same time Rick Bogdan Boner the Bad Exorcist Bogdan Boner the fucking bad exorcist <laughs> if I remember rightly the episode ended and I don't know if I said it on air or off air but it's like we need to fucking apologise for this yeah <laughs> It was awful. The episode, I think there was one good joke throughout the entire thing, and I don't know if there was like a culture clash or or what. It just it didn't work for me. Yeah, like I put the even as much as I wanted Farzar to be Shira South Park. This was like we have South Park at home, and again, not in the good way. Well, you ch- you changed Farzar from fucking Shira Futurama, but okay. Yeah, we well, well, yeah, I changed it for yeah, changed it to Shira South Park or whatever. But, um, yeah, um, with South Park in particular. Um, kids can be forgiven for their foibles because they're kids but in this like the series had no redeeming characters well, I, I don't want to speak for the series because I didn't watch more than episode one but episode one was not a stellar endorsement true true absolutely true um, yeah we we only saw episode one and it made us not want to watch anymore <laughs> like the art style was unique in the sense that I'm not used to that sort of look but then the fact that it didn't have any jokes much above like bathroom humour it's like uh, you, you, you can have one or the other but not both yeah it's like you shoot a guy and he explodes into guts go like it's very definitely the kind of reason that certain parents wanted early South Park banned was because of the gross out humour and this was just the gross out humour for an entire episode without any actual gags and fun like I'm trying to think off the top of my head the only the the gross out humour that I liked from South Park was Mr. Hanky the Christmas Poo and the other gross out humour from South Park was just gross out and I didn't really like yeah 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 like the other one was like killing Kenny every 
episode was a running gag rather than a gross out even though sometimes you saw like rats eating his body or whatever the gag was that Kenny was dead yeah uh, there was an episode in season 3 I think it was season 3 uh, where they had the nurse with the conjoined twin on her head yes and uh, the thing is is like yeah they drew that very gross and so you kind of consider it gross out hit comedy but the real joke was the park uh, was the the city of South Park the city town whatever of, uh, yep. of South Park uh, were being so hyper inclusive that it freaked her out. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they wore headbands that, with that was, on. <laughs> that character was like a really like nice person, which is uncommon in South Park. <laughs> yeah, but she was also a nurse. Yeah, yeah. If you're a nurse and you're an asshole, then uh, you're a gag character at best. Like that episode still had the fucking uh, foreign British kid. Oh yeah, Pip. Yeah, was he British or French? I forget. Uh, yeah, he's he's British, and they, but he they... dresses a bit like a like a French noble. <laughs> and they used to call, and they used to call him French and it'd piss him off and he gets super fucking power strength. Oh yeah, that was the one. Yeah, that was his uh, the one thing that annoyed him. Yeah, it was being called French. Which, to be um, fair, I most Brits he... probably wouldn't appreciate. <laughs> he introduced himself to uh, Damien, the son of the devil, as my real name is Philip Pirip, but everyone calls me Pip because they hate me. And then Damien goes, "Then I too shall call you Pip." Wow, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty decent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, now we get to the year one highlights. Uh, I've not got many of these uh, because, um, you know, the episode's going to get really long in the tooth otherwise. Yeah, um, but it's the last episode of the year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so anything that's not been covered already, but also would apply to year one. It wasn't a full year, but it might as well have been. Oh, uh, we, we started in the, uh, we started in February, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might as well have been, pretty much. Um, so, yeah. Do you have year one highlights? I do. I, I, uh, you should know I do. I sent you a list of them. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, how many highlights have you got, Rick? Um, I basically got the one big glowing one. So, do you want to do yours uh, after, after mine or before mine? I'll start with it. The big glowing highlight for me is The Owl House. It's possibly the nearest and dearest show to both of our hearts that we've ever touched and bittersweet at the moment because the ending is at coming out as we speak um, we want more of it we consume as much of it as we can and in fact it was uh, it was your recommendation to get me to watch it in the first place uh, and we ended up doing it as one of the uh, it was one of the uh, one of the in-hand reviews wasn't it? Uh, no I think Amphibia was the in-hand one okay I don't remember one of them was in-hand one of them we just did yeah yeah uh, but yeah so I would say that uh, the Owl House is my my absolute number one highlight from year one. That's fair. So I'll I'll throw over to you. You've got a few more highlights. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's a few things we should we should point to because they were real defining moments of the podcast. Well, I feel so. Mm-hmm. So let's get into it. Uh, this time last year we did the Xmas retro, which um, strayed a bit from our usual retrospective format in that we literally just shot the shit about traditions and fun memories of Christmas times. Um, so yeah, we were still on the one hour time limit. So for the, a bit yes. behind the scenes for you guys before we went into the long form uh, retrospectives what we like to do well I say what I insisted upon was I put a timer on my phone for an hour because even though a lot of episodes would be a lot shorter than an hour after I edited them uh, it was like I don't want to edit an episode longer than an hour because I only have so many hours in the week to edit and back then I did, I did everything manually yes because I didn't know what I was doing <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um, also side note I don't know how many times we brought it up if at all on the podcast but we've definitely said it several times off the podcast uh, yeah don't forget at Christmas time, Square Enix or Square Soft, if you'd like, uh, is directly responsible for one ruined Christmas in my life. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got to do yeah, that for the podcast old, one day, Rick. Good old spirits within. Oh yeah. God! Oh, I was so upset. <laughs> um. <sighs> 
but yeah, uh, another thing I want to point to is we had two episodes that essentially kick-started us recording episodes in hand for rainy days because I can't remember if you were sick or you suddenly had to go on a trip or something. But uh, yeah, you were away for both one retro and one review and I didn't want to break the flow of episodes going out. So I recorded mm-hmm. two episodes solo. Yeah, wasn't it like Spyro and Crash? Uh, I did a Spyro retrospective because I wasn't going to do both because I was, again, still editing manually. And uh, uh-huh. I did a ve- the Vexed by Venom Lego Spider-Man thing for the yeah. uh, for the, for the review. The PlayStation? No, for the review. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So it was on Netflix at the time. Don't know if it still is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that was about the time that Immortals came out. So the uh, the, okay. the the Marvel film. Oh, oh yeah, the Eternals. Eternals, yeah. fuck. It might as well be the Immortals. Like that. They tried to make it seem like they're immortal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other thing we're going to point to is we've had two episodes, both in year one, where we had a guest on the show. I've wanted more guests on the show ever since. But uh, one, I can't be bothered. <laughs> and yep. two... Uh, the people I have approached have both gone, nah. So, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Shaman King and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers episode, we had our guest Chris on. Chris? Fucking guest Chris on. Yeah. <laughs> guest Chris on. <laughs> it's because I've written in my notes, guest Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, Get guest Chris, because I added two T's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, speaking of Eternals, actually, um, the day that we recorded the Bloodborne retro was the day that we were meant to have another guest. We postponed it from the middle of the day when we normally recorded record to the end of the day oh, fuck, and yeah. it was dragging on and on and it got to the point where it was after the point we were meant to finish and we hadn't started yet um, people in my house were getting fratchy because they wanted to go to the movies uh, so we just we just drew a line under it and recorded angrily <laughs> yeah because every time I've tried to get that motherfucker on the podcast he makes some excuse instead of just saying I don't want to be on your podcast yeah yeah it's it's really frustrating I tried to get him on an episode for Final Fantasy 14 I know he likes Final Fantasy XIV, and while the reason why he didn't want to was very valid, he didn't give it to me until, like, the upteenth moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the fluffy reason was that he didn't want us to shit on something that he that he liked, um, but, like, for the for the overwhelming most part, it was a glowing review of Endwalker. Yeah, like, yeah, of course we put negatives in, it's a fucking review, but for the most part, yeah. we could have been a lot more, not more, a lot more worse is, is not good English, but it is what I mean. Yeah, a lot more worser. Oh, yeah, yeah. The other thing I think we need to point to is the very first retro. It came about, oh, I don't know, like quarter of a year after the review. I, th- I think we're about 20 episodes behind on the review for the retro. And our very first retro was, of course, She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. Yes. The formula has evolved a little bit since then. Uh, I've put in brackets mostly editing bollocks. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we were able to go for longer. So much so that we've had two uh, She-Ra themed episodes now. Yeah, And yeah. we can probably have a third at some point. Oh, definitely. Uh- <laughs> We can definitely do something else with She-Ra. Yeah. Um, last but certainly not least, uh, we have to point to Nonsense Review, episode one. Our first ever episode, and wouldn't you know it, it was Steven Universe, episode one and two. And yeah. look at what we're doing now. We've got a whole show that's just us binging Steven Universe. And <laughs> I was also going to make note of the intro shenanigans of the episode, but you've already poked fun at that, so... Yeah, <laughs> yeah like even episode two that we did, was it was a last-minute swerve into doing something a little bit more 
more light and fluffy because we were going to do something a bit more dark. Um, I think wasn't it wasn't it like Sabrina we were going to do? I we were going to do something long, and my dad was in the hospital at the time, so yes. my exact words were, um, "Can we do something short that I know we'll enjoy?" So we did My Little Pony, and then in the afternoon I yep. got the you know rather fucked up news. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, glad I didn't have to edit an hour plus podcast. Well, I wouldn't have done. It's as simple as that. Yeah, and for the longest time, it was the one the episode that we had with the most views. It was, but it also got fucking blocked on YouTube for a solid minute because we put the video in. Yeah, uh, uh, we learnt since then. <laughs> yeah, but okay, we made the video had no sound, so that's strike one. It had no subtitles, right? We also mm-hmm. we made it super small so you can barely see it, and we flipped it and made it grey. Yes. And Hasbro was still like, it's got our content. Stop. So it's now if you go back and watch it, it's got a blurred fucking video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So onto the hypotheticals, I guess. Yeah. So we're finishing with hypotheticals. The show that you and most want to review. This one's very obvious. Uh, hopefully you've not also picked it, but because mm-hmm. it's definitely coming out in this in the next year, mm-hmm. as soon as it comes out, we are gonna fucking watch the first official episode of Has Been Hotel. Oh yes, absolutely. I, I loved the, the the pilot. It's been a long time coming, and I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, the only downside is that most <laughs> of the voice actors have been replaced, but uh, that's just something you have to take in your stride for a full-on production, you know? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, as long as the content's still there, I can live with it. Yeah, totally, totally. But what about you? What do you most want to review? I said I, I, I struggle to think of something without it already being a suggestion, um, but one that I can't remember that we put down was Infinity Train. Uh... Uh, and you're probably able to find that it is actually on the docket already. But the uh, the reason for this is that um, since it's been cancelled and is, has finished, the creator is essentially given carte blanche to go out and find it in the wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's because there's also no official way of uh, watching it now, right? Did you already say yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Like, it's, it's, I think it was on Cartoon Network, was it? And then they've, they they just don't have it available. Yeah, they they yeah because yeah, animation's getting shafted a lot lately. Yeah, yeah. Which is a massive pain in the ass because there's some really creative animation happening like right now and definitely over the past few years certainly and it's it just it just really stabs me in the heart that western animation in particular is getting so shafted by bottom lines and demographic shakeups and all that Ugh. but yeah the next one is a movie that you most want to review i cheated super hard with this one it's something we were meant to do this month but we ended up not doing it and then our gimmick fucking fell through anyway because of shenanigans behind the scenes um mm-hmm. super mario bros 1993 the live action movie yeah <laughs> I super want to review it we're gonna review it who knows how quickly but it is gonna be seen yeah yeah like if you don't mind doing the long episode early next year then it can be early next year well we'll have a talk about that yeah <laughs> but that'll be off the podcast because sometimes mm. our talks devolve into effing and blinding they don't really but it sounds more interesting that way yeah so sometimes we end up huffing and chuffing <laughs> Well, what about you? What movie would you most like to review? The one that I picked was The Black Cauldron. It's the it's the Disney movie that almost killed Disney. Okay. I, I'm familiar with the name and I've seen snippets, but I don't think I've ever seen it in its entirety. Yeah, so I've I've only ever seen incredibly short clips. This is the one where um, the, like, the main villain is Chernobog, which is meant to be like basically like Big Black Satan. Yeah, yeah, he's in Fantasia. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, um, apparently it wasn't bad, but it didn't market well. 
and that's what nearly killed Disney in like the 80s Damn. and I want to see how bad it really was I mean by all for all intents and purposes it sounds like it wasn't bad again it was just just because something is a box office flop doesn't mean it's bad but uh, animation mm. was incredibly expensive back in the day so yeah, if it like... bombed it could kill a studio it's hard to think of Disney being a studio that could be killed by one bomb though yeah yeah um, it might be that it nearly killed Disney animation rather than Disney on the whole because they already had the theme parks by then oh that makes sense I suppose and I think like the theme parks were already like there at that time it was their major main income revenue stream yeah that tracks and um, it was a case of they had the nostalgia they already had and they could make theme park stuff based on it but in order to keep it fresh they needed new content so they were still making things yeah 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 and this was before computer animation like a long time before well, so you couldn't even have like um, computer cell shading well this is part of why I'm saying that animation is expensive like yeah, um, totally. Disney used to cheat all the time like you'd see frames reused all the time from skeletons from other films like you got the dancing mm-hmm. scene in Robin Hood being a dancing scene in Jungle Book yes 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 <laughs> uh, but yeah you know it is what it is uh, you, you have to excuse these workarounds because much like today the staff was over pressured to churn out content and in order to do that you need to cut corners yeah yeah so we're going to get into fantasy guests number one someone deceased this one was the easiest answer ever Robin Williams yeah 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 totally he's one that I already brought up for my uh, necromantic campfire absolutely but like um, the dude's a funny motherfucker everyone seems to forget nowadays that he was a stand up as well as an actor oh yes yes absolutely so he'd be able to make funny observations plus come on man sitting in a room with Robin Williams for like an hour and a half just shooting the shit I'd need a nappy I'd be pissing myself so much You know, out of all the celebrities I've ever bothered to take an interest in, he seemed like one of the most genuine in that Mm. he did seem to just be, obviously, less so towards the end, but uh, a happy person who wanted to spread joy. Yeah, absolutely. I'll always remember when uh, Spielberg was making Schindler's List, he'd ring Robin Williams to cheer him up. Jesus, yeah, okay. And it's just really heartwarming that he obliged, you know? Yeah, yeah, no. I'm just saying, like, fuck, that's a really heavy topic. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, I'm just sad all of a sudden. Uh, Rick, what about you? Yeah. Fantasy guest, someone deceased. Based entirely on the fact that I've already brought up Robin Williams for for my necromantic barbecue, it's um, I'm picking Christopher Lee. Oh yeah, incredibly interesting person who's lived a hundred lives. Dude, like I, I, I've seen someone like put out a list of his achievements and like from going from heavy metal vocalist to by the way, I jeweled someone to win the hand of a foreign princess. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, shut the fuck up, and then you dive deeper in it. And yeah, okay. Ugh. Not to mention his fucking yep. Secret Service bullshit. Oh, it was something, wasn't it called something like the uh, the Gentleman of Mischief or something? Something like that. Yeah, but it was Secret Service. Oh, yeah. It was it was Secret Service, but with the guise of being gentlemen. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's um, he's someone who I, I didn't appreciate when I was younger, and I wish I had the perspective that I have even 10 years ago. Well, well, it's very it's very how interesting the guy was yeah it, it's very odd because I being uh, someone who's 30 just you know came to his career mm. quite late and my introduction to his yeah. career was oh it's Saruman oh he's also Count Dooku what I think that was the first instance of my brain going like how can one man be two people <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally um, I we had the gag at the time that um, it felt like all the major franchises were trying to get the last of Christopher Lee he lived for another fucking 15 odd years yeah he did. 
<laughs> and every franchise that he was in killed him off or killed off the character that he was. Uh, not really Wonka. Oh yeah, he was the dentist father, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he was Johnny Depp's dad in, <laughs> in the in the new Willy Wonka. It's so funny seeing the regular old Christopher Lee in a in nurses scrubs next yeah. in front of Johnny Depp as Willy Wonka because how the <laughs> fuck are these two people meant to be related? <laughs> Yeah, and he was like a formative thing of, oh yeah, you must never eat candy because it'll turn you into cavities. And uh, Wonka was like, fuck that. <laughs> I think... Um, Don't they make up by the end of the movie as well? I've not actually seen the um, the Wonka remake. They, they imply that they made up because they... they yeah. I, I think uh, little Charlie uh, introduces them again. Okay, okay. It's been a minute since I've watched that movie, bro. It wasn't as good as the Gene Wilder one. No, no, that was an absolute classic. And the, the reason that I didn't watch the other one is because I had such high regard for the Gene Wilder the one it was such a formative thing of my early years if you can put the mental block of saying this is a different film don't worry about it it's a fine experience but fuck me if you compare the two D- despite the enhanced visuals of the new thing the old thing is better mm, mm. also there's no freaky fucking canal trip in the new one which is like okay fair enough I can see why that doesn't exist here but at the same time you gotta scar some kids yeah uh, centipedes <laughs> on the face is gonna that's scar any exactly <laughs> the thing that made me freak out in that fucking sequence oh mm. Mm-hmm, There's mm-hmm. no earthly way to know where we are going. And then he starts screaming while he's um, he's traveling backwards. Mm. That also freaked me out as a kid because uh, I had only ever been in cars and sometimes on a train. But when you're on a train, the whole thing is in control. <laughs> <laughs> this boat was not. <laughs> And then when they finished, it was a different fucking boat, I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Oh. But yeah, my uh, my number my number one guy is Christopher Lee. My fantasy... Anyway, fantasy guest is... The next fantasy guest is someone who is alive and still technically possible. The chances of this are pretty much zero. Oh, but absolutely zero. Who is, who is your living person? I, I was tempted to go for a VTuber, right? <laughs> but, but, but while I was thinking of who to put down... I was like, I bet you any fucking money Rick's probably going to pick a VTuber. So I went a different route. I'm going to cheat as fuck because it's technically free people, but I don't care. I picked the New Day from WWE. Alrighty. That is Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, and one Big E, formerly Langston. Okay, okay. These guys are fun as fuck. They have their own uh, appear regularly on their own YouTube channel, Up, Up, Down, Down. Uh, it's technically Xavier Woods' channel, but Kofi and Big E used to pop in often enough. And uh, yeah, Xavier Woods loves video games. Kofi and Big E are big fucking nerds. I I think they'd fit perfectly for the format. Are these the guys that showed up as Saiyans one time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Xavier Woods, <laughs> uh, when he had his trombone gimmick at one point, at the end of a match, he played the fucking Dragon Zord theme on his trombone. I, I believe yeah. he didn't know how to play the trombone and specifically learned how to do that theme just because he's a big fucking nerd. <laughs> but these, they, they, they didn't just do the Saiyan thing. One year they came out and they were dressed like Final Fantasy characters. They had a Chocobo um, food stand and they had horns on their head to uh, look like Chocobo men. I cannot mm-hmm, understate mm-hmm. how big fucking nerds these are. The only people who are similarly nerdy on screen was Seamus and Cesaro once did the fusion dance in their entrance and that's the closest anyone's got since. Yeah, and also Kenny Omega coming on, it's Sam's Undertale! Oh, fuck me. I, I love that clip because it's awesome and it's fun, but also because JR is such a grouchy old fucking man on commentary fucking shit-talking the whole thing. 
<laughs> Kenny Omega would be a good would be a good pick as well. In fact, um, the New Day had a Street Fighter battle against Kenny Omega and the, the Young Bucks at one of the E3s. Mm. So uh, you know, uh, I, I think the New Day would be more fun and on a commentary point of view, and I kind of enjoy their work a little bit more. But by no means am I disrespecting Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. They'd be fun too. We can't get any of them, so who gives a fuck? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, let's see if my <laughs> guest was right, Rick. Who is your fantasy guest? It's not a VTuber. Oh, okay. It's Dana Terrace. Okay. Because I would really like to hear from the head brain itself what we actually missed from the Owl House. So you'd uh, you'd want her on a um, on a retrospective, Robin, of you then? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally, totally. That's valid. Uh, so yeah, I'd I'd want her as a, a retrospective interview slash um, shit shooting episode, and yeah, um, it's a good thing you're the host of. Uh... Sorry, on. Yeah, she's she's definitely my number one pick for this because yeah, she, it's not only the Owl House that she did as well. Like, she was uh, she actually was like head writer for duck for the new ducktales and that's something that i've also uh, noted down as something that we've enjoyed yeah i was gonna say it's a good thing you're in charge of retro because if that ever did come to pass you'd have to ask all the questions because i'd be sitting in the corner going i don't want to talk i'm too nervous yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) don't talk only squee I'd, I'd have to um, work on my uh, hooty impression to a crazy, uh, occasionally interrupt and then be told that I don't do the hooty voice as well as her goddamn husband. Yep, yeah, yeah. We could also have Alex Hirsch on as well. <laughs> I would want him on only if he could voice hooty the entire time and be and be annoying as fuck. <laughs> Uh, ooh, mm. Would you want him as Hootie or would you want him as King or would you want him to alternate? I'd want him to be Hootie because I think Hootie is funny, uh, funnier. <laughs> uh, like King is adorable and I love King, but fuck me, Hootie is incredibly funny. He is also equal parts annoying. Oh yeah, that's part of what makes him funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but again, like they revealed in the most recent season, uh, season two, that oh, they didn't even reveal. They reminded us that Hootie's not to be fucked around with. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> it's really easy to forget that really early episode where Hootie completely fucked up an entire unit of uh, of uh, <laughs> Empress Coven goons and then forced them to partake in a tea party. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, man, if I get to play D&D as a character again, Warlock with the patron of, uh, of Hootie. Hoot, Hootie, Hoot! Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the next one is the non-stop review question. Because Steven Universe will at some point finish, what series do you want to replace it with? This one was pretty easy, but also rather f- uh, coincidental relevant to the goings on in a wide wide world okay I wanted to, I'd want to go with something a bit more old school than Steven Universe I'd want mm-hmm. to do Pokemon but specifically the Kanto journey yeah so while there was a lot of filler um, it would be a pretty good thing to like buckle down and experience for the first time again because like when you're watching an anime like that as a kid you're gonna miss an episode you're gonna miss two three four five six episodes uh, also we could also dig up the lost episode Episodes, like the one where uh, Ash gets get a gun put. A gun. Yeah, I was gonna say Ash gets a gun in his face. I've seen the uh, yeah, I've seen the, the edit of that where it zooms in on Brock's emotionless face and it just says "fucking do it." <laughs> <laughs> and the one where James gets giant tits. I thought that was an edit. No, no, it was a banned episode. <laughs> How did he? I'm, they can't have been real tits. They must have been like dittos or something, right? Oh no, they were inf- they were balloons. They were inflatable. Bullshit! Um, I've seen he pumps them up. I've seen the fucking image and they look real. There's no way they're. 
balloons. Uh, he pumps them up. That's why they're inflatable. Bullshit. Yep, yep, yep. Why and did they ban this episode so kids wouldn't fucking want to dress in drag? Uh, and he's competing with Misty as well, who's... Re- remember, she's ten. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, at a, at a bikini contest. Like, I think... Okay, I think... Was, yeah, I think it getting yeah. banned for that is more... <laughs> makes more sense than James having tits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's what everyone looks at. They, they look at James having tits and going, oh, yeah, maybe that was why it was banned. Sexualizing a... Because uh, I think James at the time is meant to be, like, 17 or something, so that's also still under the age of consent. Not in England, it's not. Uh, well, okay. It's it's in the um, the consent limbo for... in You can have interpersonal consent, but you can't record it. Okay, yeah, I get what you're saying. But uh, it's also yeah. one of those things where bullshit, they're, for, they're adults. Yep, 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 yep. Totally, totally, totally. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think that's what I'd ideally want to do. It's going to be a discussion when we come near the end of Steven Universe, where we're like, oh, fuck, Steven Universe is coming to an end. What are we going to do? Um, like, we, don't, we haven't even fully decided if we're doing future or not, for fuck's sake. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, uh, Rick, your turn. What would you want to replace I, nonstop with? I have three answers. Cheater, but go on. Yeah, uh, the first one is uh, Star versus the Forces of Evil. Ooh. This is going to be a similar, yeah, it's going to be a similar thing of I have seen it all, you have not. Uh, we've done the first episode on a review. Uh, I remember it very fondly, but I've also not seen it since it aired for the first time. Second one is flipping the script. Gravity Falls, you have seen all, if not most of it. Uh, I have seen very little of it, so it would be able to we'd be able to flip the script of what we've had for Stephen, where I've seen it and where it was able to uh, give a different perspective to you. I, on it. I've I've seen about half of season one. Um. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, and the last one that I picked, I don't know how much of this you've seen, I assume it's probably more than me, uh, is Classic Teen Titans. Oh, goodness. Um, I don't know if I've seen it all, but I used to watch it religiously when it was coming out, so yeah. it was one of those where, but this was before the age of streaming, kids, so... Yeah, totally. You only get the episode that's on Cartoon Network that moment. <laughs> which which means there are some episodes I've watched like 20 times, and a fair few episodes where I've not seen once. Yep, yep, yep. Remember those times when you get like a, you get like a week when the decided oh yeah we're showing the Terra Saga again this week oh I fucking hate the Terra Saga <laughs> it's better than the fucking Red X Saga yeah yeah totally oh <laughs> But yeah, um, like in terms of something a little bit, a little bit more, um, more retro, I think Teen Titans Classic might be a good one to go with. And more retro than fucking yeah. Pokemon Kanto. <laughs> um, we were about the same time, I believe. Bullshit! Like, Pokemon Kanto was like the, the '90s. Teen Titans weren't till 2001. I'm scanning my brain. I don't think we got Pokemon until like '99 anyway, so it's it's not far off. Oh well, okay. Now I've got to Google it. Uh, Pokemon release. UK 2022 is not correct. <laughs> uh, I, I suppose yeah, I've got to put original. It's giving me the fucking date for when Scarlet and Violet are out. 1999 for UK Pokemon cartoon. Uh, yep, yep. Teen Titans cartoon UK air. That doesn't give me anything. It says watch Teen Titans Go on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> That's the opposite of what we want. Hang on. Oh, 2003. So a solid four years. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I think I've mentioned this before, but when I first saw Teen Titans, I didn't clock that Robin was Robin. You have said that before. I don't know in yeah, what context. It was, it was so weird. Like, um, I didn't know that it was meant to be a DC show because I didn't know that Robin was meant to be, you know, the Batman Robin because he wasn't next to Batman. 
<laughs> yeah, I think that's oh. why in the comic books he never really led as Robin. He was it pretty much became Nightwing by the time he was in charge of the Titans. Yeah, 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 totally. Something they play with a lot in Teen Titans to cartoon. Mm. Uh, in Teen Titans Go, they take the piss out of him becoming Nightwing a few times, which I find incredibly funny. Yeah, yeah. I think they even one, they have one of those uh, flash forward episodes where like Starfire goes to the future and uh, sees how the the team turns out when she's gone, and the only one who's actually doing well is Nightwing. Yeah, because Nightwing thrives on being, you know, underdog. Yeah. Um, Cyborg can't leave Titan's Tower because he's plugged in. And uh, and Raven is like White Raven and she's like partly taken over by but partly victorious against Trigon. And then you got Beast Boy living in a circus. Yep. <laughs> All because Starfire wasn't there to the bee, the glue, that keeps the team the together. Mm. Uh, but yeah. Uh, next one. Without limitations, including being absorbed of editing, what change would you make to the podcast as it stands? Yeah, you see, I had to put the the caveat of absolved of editing duties specifically for me because Rick don't edit for shit. No, nope, no. Nope. Um, Even when I did, it wasn't good. I, I had some complaints, uh, <laughs> but I was also like, this episode needs to go up in two days, and fuck if I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, ideally, uh, VTube avatars for the video version of the show. Uh, yeah, ditto. Yeah, I, I bring this up because probably for the same reason you bring it up in that early days of the podcast, we were really considering trying to set that up. Uh, there was a fair few limitations, both technical and financial. Yes, totally. Um, this uh, this question involves a magic snap of fingers. Um, VTuber models are expensive to create. Uh, even if you do it yourself, it takes a lot of time and expertise. And it took me a non-zero amount of time just to make these blobheads. But to be fair, most of that was procrastination on your part. Yeah. Well, but it was still like a solid evening each one. I, I don't think you can consider an evening work the uh, of work on each drawing to be uh, the equivalent of making a VTube avatar for two people. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. So an evening of work for something so small, I would say, is a, a, a large amount of time for very little progress. I, um, I, and compare that to the whole ass model. Yeah, it would be like weeks at least. Like, I get what you're saying, but again, I feel like the only reason it took so long to get the drawings done is because you kept putting it off, not because uh, it was taking a lot of effort. I'm, that sounds like I'm putting you down, but I'm, I'm really not. I feel you. I don't feel in any way attacked. Right. That's what I want to make sure of, because again, the wording might seems harsh as I'm saying it, but in my brain, what my intent is not that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man, we do English good for talkers. <laughs> but yeah, uh, on that note, I do have a bit of an additional question in that uh, sure. if we did end up somehow acquiring VTube avatars and ended up using them for the show, what would you want yours to be, Rick? I don't know. I guess I'd match your style, whether it be we just turn the blobheads into um, things with bodies, or we go with something completely different. I'd want to do right. I'd want to do um, sort of like Hollow Life does with most of their people in that sort of animal-esque forms. Yeah, okay. But uh, that's also probably been done to death. Oh, it definitely has, but like that's fine. You, you, you tend not to get multiple um, VTubers doing the same thing at at the same time, all the time. Like most of them have their own shows, you know. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, that being said, you tend not to you tend not to have a pair that do the same thing almost exclusively. Yeah, okay, I get what you're saying. But uh, yeah, with that note, what type of animal would you sort of want to style your avatar after? Uh one of my main characters is like the uh, is like a fox guy, so I'll probably do that. That would fit incredibly well with uh, with my my go-to mind pick being a boar. Yeah, yeah. So sort of hairy with tusks. <laughs> Tuscan hairy boar or eagle lad. 
God. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I want to be orky. I, just, I think I just want to be more. I know orcs are pigmen in Japan, but uh, yeah, it's so weird, isn't it? But no, I, I, actual bory like I kind of like that fucking dude from Demon Slayer. Fair enough. I've not watched it. But, I've uh, not watched it either. But there's that dude that just has a head that's a boar head. So not uh, not bebop and rocksteady. I don't fucking know what that is. It's the um, it's it's the it's the minions from uh, old school turtles. Oh, one of, yeah, that would work. I suppose, like a, but that's a bit too grotesque. Yeah, there's a rhino and there's like a like a like a warthog guy. I thought you meant that fucking talking moose. Oh, uh, no, that's Rocky and Bullwinkle. Okay, but can you see the confusion with the names? Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I get it. Yeah, I feel it. I feel it. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, my answer is the same as yours. Get the VTuber models. <laughs> and last one. Last one for today. We've already done the snack review and we have attempted live streaming. What other format would you think you would like to attempt? I kind of regret putting this question in because there's so many things I want to try. Right. Um, like, um, this isn't my answer, but I do want to go on a bit of a tangent, if you don't mind. Let's shall. When we, I initially approached you for the podcast, I did actually want to do two podcasts. I wanted to do a nonsense okay. review, which has expanded to what you see today. I also wanted to do a book club, but specifically... Right. I don't know if I brought this idea up to you or if I only spoke to Matt about it, um, but um, I wanted to do Romance of the Three Kingdoms, chapter by chapter. Yeah. Because... Yeah, you brought this up to me, yeah. I've got quite a bit of knowledge about the, the era, both historically and in the context of the book and I know that you and by extension Matt who's the other person I approached um, have fuck all knowledge so mm-hmm. I thought it'd be interesting reading chapter by chapter one with the knowledge already and one with none and compare notes and each episode would be a chapter and Matt said he was interested but he said it in that way that was like oh maybe which translates to no but I don't want to say no um, oh so interested asterisk the American form I guess when someone says that's an interesting idea what they mean is it's a terrible idea and I just don't want to entertain it any longer <laughs> yeah so I kind of abandoned pursuing Matt I also kind of figured that it would be difficult to record with Matt anyway because he's got a 9 to 5 job whereas my job is in the evening so there'd be very mm-hmm. limited crossover time yeah yeah and it, it seems to be that um, people who have 9 to 5s tend to occupy their evenings with other things already a lot of the time well we won't get into that but yeah um, and then I brought the idea up to you and while you expressed interest you kind of weren't interested and then we ended up moving yeah. on to doing both the retrospective and the non-stop which meant we're doing three podcasts a fourth would be overkill yes and yeah. um, go on. that would be yeah that was also when we were doing the yeah we, well, well we got the, the review retrospective non-stop and I think that was also around the time we were starting the uh, the, the um, game live streams as well no when I asked you we hadn't even had retro up yet right okay okay yeah uh, I think the thing that put you off was that you have to do homework every week because you'd have to, you'd have <laughs> to read a chapter of the book every week that's non-negotiable yeah and the thing is I couldn't you couldn't even like preload it because it would I have a lizard brain if I read something three weeks in advance I'm gonna forget the intricacies like I'm gonna remember the things that matter but I'm gonna forget real intricacies you know the kind of things that you need to talk about on a week-by-week basis well again this is why um it would have been important to do homework because you would have had to make notes but proper notes not the bullshit notes we do for the podcast at the moment uh (laughs) (laughs) which by the way if we ever do a patreon we're definitely releasing as a reward tier yeah um Look at me thinking we're ever going to do a Patreon. We'll never be that big. But um, <laughs> yeah, and coincidentally, the l- last time I went out just to have lunch with this friend of ours, uh, Matt, uh, he said, oh, you know that idea you had for the podcast with the Romance of the Three Kingdoms? And I was like, how the fuck do you remember that? Because you did not give a fuck. 
Uh, <laughs> turns out someone has now done that, and there okay. is a podcast that exists where they're examining the book chapter by chapter. And I'm like, cool. I don't want to listen to it because I don't want to be depressed because it could have been <laughs> it could have been me. That could have been me. But but an actual it could have been me. Actual. I've got mm, two people mm. to back up that I did have that idea. They just no one. I I couldn't have done it solo. It would have just been me going. This is what I think of the book. Uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, my, my actual answer, because again, I, I, I'm thinking almost all the time of formats we can use because the podcast takes up a lot of my free time. Mm-hmm. The thing I want to do most, which is actually kind of realistic, is short form reacts. What do I mean by this? Specifically music reactions. Right, okay. The reason I bring this up is I actually already kind of enjoy this format. I, I'm subscribed to a few YouTubers who, they're, they're literally like, sometimes they're as short as 10 minutes, sometimes they're as long as 20, depending on the song. But they record themselves reacting to music for the first time, and um, it looks fun to do. I think it would be interesting for us to perhaps, potentially, if we ever had the time, do one a week, where one week you show me, a, uh, you pick a song, we listen, we react. Next week, I pick a song, we listen, we react, so on and so forth. It could be one thing that we do, like, uh, because the format's so short, film, like, four in a day and then not record again for a month. Mm. But, okay. you know, that's the that's the most realistic idea I've got. There's a lot of ideas I have which I just don't share because I think about it for five minutes and go, mm, not realistically doable. I feel you. Yeah, because I've seen some of these that are... Um, it's like a, a person who is a professional musician or, like, a music teacher or whatever is reviewing an OST to, like, a video game or a movie or whatever, and they're giving the professional angle of critique. Okay. But also because it's a single person doing it, they can just pause it and say, this is, no one does this. This is strange. I like it. And then just going back and playing it again. Okay, I don't actually like that form of the of the, of the the formula. I don't like professional Do I don't like um, professional people doing it. I'm more interested in um, uh, I think my the, the go-to example is one guy titles his video as uh, a video as a hip-hop fan listens to metal. Right. So people who aren't familiar with the genre, giving it a go that's the type of thing i like and more in line with the sort of way i'd want to tackle it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like i don't like essays about music because i just like listening to music and having fun listening to music and i like seeing other people have fun listening to music yeah like one i remember very recently is uh string player gamer he, he, he looked at the the most recent pokemon ost uh he picked out specifically the toby fox tracks and one of them he just like he just liked it so much he just busted out his violin and started playing along with it yeah fair <laughs> and uh, i thought that was rather cute because he's like one of the things that um drew me to him in the early days was that he got recommended to me on youtube as someone who did undertale covers um so now it's nice to see him do more things as well yeah fair enough Um, but yeah um my answer to this is the travel show what does this mean so um along the same lines as doing the food review it would likely be very infrequent um but if ever we took trips uh either single or together like i know we're going to do at least one next year um then we can take notes compare notes maybe even insert some live clips either ones that we film or just take decent photos the downside of this is that i'm about as photogenic as a toe so <laughs> any uh, any photos wouldn't be very great but they, they could be a decent way to like jog our memories on the things that we did um it might not be quite as great as you know idiot abroad because we're not as entertaining as carl pilkington um but i think it could work as something that we do now and again well here's the thing right um two things one i wouldn't describe either of us as 
photogenic. Um, that's just a fact. A look at any of our thumbnails where we're using our faces. And um, the other thing I'd say is, honestly, I wouldn't want to do a review format. If we're going to do that, we might as well go all in and just record footage on our phones. Yeah. And have it be live um, things rather than, oh, let's look back and talk about blah, 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 blah. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. It's, 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 a, it's a different format for the same channel, you know? Yeah, yeah. But the way you were wording it of, oh, write notes and take pictures and stuff like that, it's like, well, save us both a bunch of hassle because I have to fucking edit um, mm-hmm. and just record stuff on the fly. Yeah, totally. The only downside um, is we would not have professional equipment, so it would not look great on our phones, as good as our phone cameras <laughs> may or may not be. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's always a there's always a stumbling block of the technology that you carry in your pocket all the time. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much the end of the retrospective review, the review retrospective. I'm so glad that, at least unedited, we've reached the two-hour mark. Yep. <laughs> Which is twice as long as Christmas last year. <laughs> Um, So, if you liked the video, you've got the comment section down on YouTube. If you're listening to us via Anchor, uh, or the other audio platforms supplied by Anchor, you've got the email if you want to get in touch with us, which would be reachable at... Uh, NonsenseReviewUK at gmail.com. There is no uh, it's NonsenseReviewUK at gmail.com. <laughs> yep, if you made it this far, as always, you're our favourite people, and it's going to be a goodbye from me. Yeah, final reminder, no episode next week. We'll see you in the new year. Bye!